0: Hi, I'm Alex.
1: Hi, I'm Liz. Hi, I'm Annie.
0: And welcome to the Research Room, a space to make research by the people for the people. And today, we're going to be talking about another article, uh, keeping with this stress and coping sort of theme. Uh, And this article is titled, Association of Social Support During Adolescence with Depression, Anxiety, and Suicidal Ideation in Young Adults. Um, This was uh, written by Scardera at all, Uh, so uh, uh, Scardera and her colleagues um, uh, just last year, Um, and so uh, if if that title uh, didn't seem important enough, uh, maybe I'll just like reaffirm this is a very like huge topic, right, so just the idea of um, looking at adolescents, so um, teens um, thinking through like all the kind of like different stressors that might be in their lives, um, all the different hormonal (laughs) changes as well, uh, the need for like autonomy and like privacy. And, like, uh, also, like, now being in this, like, public space of, like, high school and, like, trying to, like, keep your friends and, like, all the different, like, substances that they might be (laughs) uh, engaging in and things like that, right? Like, all the different experiments uh, that uh, teens might be uh, engaging in. Um, there's all these other um, health issues that might come along with that um, stuff like depression, anxiety, and of of course, unfortunately, um, suicidal ideation, um, such so as the idea that, like, if they needed to, uh, or wanted to end their lives, like, how might they go about doing that so like those are super important things that like we want to be able to um, stop, I'm going to intervene on these kinds of things. And I think a very um, huge way to do something like that uh, might be social support. Um, and so <clears throat> as these authors also um, kind of hinged on, um, through social support, um, potentially we can reduce uh, depression, uh, depression symptoms, anxiety symptoms, and this uh, thought of suicide. Um, and so, I mean, that's, that's exactly what they did. Uh, they, they got uh, a, a great um, data set here um, where, I mean, they had over 2,000 people um, and uh, for a long time. Um, they had them starting at uh, the age of five months, uh, which is insane, I think. Um, but they did it. That's great. Um, and then uh, they kept following them all the way up through um, age 20, um, And they had yearly assessments uh, from there. So you can imagine there's just a lot of data here and a lot of different like change that you could see throughout someone's life. Um, And so um, they have that data set, they focus um, specifically on ages uh, 19 and 20 and seeing uh, in uh, age 19, um, what's happening? Uh, do they have social support? And does that social support then um, predict later um, mental health problems? Um, so that depression, anxiety, su- suicidal ideation. Um, and uh, they find that it does, um, it absolutely does, right? So um, they they uh, were able to get uh, uh, these measures of social support and uh, with that social support, um, they also like decided like there might be other factors that might be like uh influencing depression that might also influence anxiety right um so they wanted to like uh, take account of that and like rule out like that it's not necessarily these things but like um and even if it is those things social support still has a place um it's not about like uh demographic factors it's not about um their parental like if if their mom or dad had um depression themselves or anxiety themselves which of course would be other predictors um of if the child ends up um with these mental problems, um, but they were able to rule that out and say, um, even if that is the case, social support matters, um, so great study here. Um, and they, they found like some pretty like cool effects too so like uh just raising their social support like slightly um that actually like decreased their depression um by like a couple points right so like uh, if this was if they had uh, like severe uh, kind of depression like that might reduce it to like a more mild depression um so something along those lines um and also like it, it, re- it reduced the um the odds of having suicidal ideation and actual attempted suicide um by like half basically um so like huge right um if we could start implementing this uh like all the better um so all these uh great things about this paper i think um uh, and what other great things uh, can you think of
1: no these are very key hmm. points uh, that's uh, really the strength of the paper um so
0: oh, cool okay uh so then um Knowing all that, uh, what are some things that we should discuss? Um, So, one thing that they were really trying to do is that they wanted to see um, does social support actually predict um, these mental health problems? And they want to see, like, in a more like causal kind of fashion, right? So, they want to see, like, do changes in the social support end up um, predicting those changes in mental health problems uh, and not the other way around? um, Because easily that could also happen, right? Like if you are, uh, let's say if you have a lot of like depressive symptoms, you might not wanna like divulge um, (laughs) like anything to other people. You might just wanna stay by yourself. You might might wanna stay in bed. You might um, just not have the energy, right? To like do all these social kinds of things. So um, knowing the directionality is super important uh, for like intervention's sake. Um, And so they they did find good evidence that social support does um, end up decreasing mental health problems, but uh, they didn't do a good job of like seeing, is this effect more than, uh, let's say, uh, mental health problems on social support like maybe that is actually like the bigger like driver here um so it's like something as simple as that like would have been very nice to see um and just start to compare like these effects uh, across one another um what are, what are some other thoughts that you have on that
2: i think um, another Yeah. Oh, go go ahead, no go <laughs> ahead <laughs> i was just thinking you know in terms of this is measuring perceived social <laughs> support so it's not actually like real actual like social support like objective right mm. So in other words like it's we're kind of asking them like okay how do you actually feel like do you feel supported um but we don't know like who the actual like sources of the social support mm. things like that so
0: i think
1: that's kind of a big limitation because like alex mentioned given the findings mm. it's like Oh, we can implement social support now, really to reduce, you know, these depressive and anxiety symptoms among young adults. But in order to do that, we need to know, like, how, what kind of source should we use in order to implement this, like, social support interventions. But um, given the the given, this paper does not really specify the source of social support and what kind of social support um, it involved. It it does speak less to the practical like implications of how we should go about implementing the social support interventions. So, yeah, I mean, that's one limitation I would say.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, so, like the the idea of the type of social support, I, I think that's that's such an important thing. Um, mm-hmm. You you could try to support somebody's emotions and be like, if they are stressed out, you can try to make them feel a bit more positive. Um, things like that, right? Um, but also, there's other types of support out there. So, like this study mostly focused on like that sort of support, um, which is great. Uh, it's super important. But then there's also things mm-hmm. like, do you practically do anything for them? Like, do you maybe give them some resources? Like, if they are hungry, do you give them food? Like, that is very supportive. Uh, um, and then there's also other things of like information. So like maybe they they want to go to like the hospital or something, and they just like they don't know like what do I ask or like what's the doctor gonna say? Like I'm I mean, gonna like feel embarrassed and like like I don't know anything. Uh, but like they maybe they just want a little bit more information so that they know like how to proceed with some of these life events. um So that would be like an information that would be super supportive as well. So like all these other things might end up um like having the same sort of effect, but we don't know here uh, in this case. Um, so that, that would be super important. Um, and, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to keep rambling for a little bit. Um, just the idea of like, these are all perceptions. These are all just in people's heads. Like they, they end up feeling like they are supportive for one reason or another. Uh, and we don't know why <laughs> that is the case. Um, they like, if we could see objectively, um, maybe they actually have like maybe five people that they can turn to and like what those people are doing, that would be, that would Inform us in a very different kind of way, um, and and we don't know if it's that perception or if the if it's like actual objectively like received um, social support. Um, I guess research would say like usually perception ends up um, being like the stronger of the two and sometimes objective and like the actual received support is like sometimes negative, uh, negatively related to all these things. Um, Because again, people are very bad at social support. Uh, That is something I've said in the past, that is something I will continue saying. Um, People can be very bad at social support, Uh, they don't necessarily know um, what to tell people in times of need. Um, So yeah, just this, this idea. that like we, we don't know what these factors are uh, but it would be so good to know mm,
1: And that also reminds me um, so this paper kind of controlled a lot of important variables that could like be co vary with like the mental health outcomes but then they did not consider like individual like personality differences right mm. So given that they focused on perceived social support rather than actual social support, like these perceptions can also be dependent on, they're just general individual like differences, right? So Mm. maybe some people because of their personality, you know, they tend to think that, you know, they have more social support regardless of like actual social support. Um, Mm. So that would have been also informative, I would say, um, because these are all psychological, right, so.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah totally um sorry liz were you gonna say something i don't think so no oh, I, was just okay. gonna say, <laughs> I definitely
2: agree with that like being a personality like you know psychologist, like definitely person people's personality could you know play a role in that like mm-hmm. especially how agreeable they are right maybe more agreeable people there they think that they have more like higher degrees of social support mm-hmm. there's like so many factors with that yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. If you're just like, if you're super optimistic about life and like you, maybe you told somebody uh, like your deepest, darkest secrets and they were like, they didn't actually say anything in response, but then they walk away from that being like, oh, my friend is just so supportive. Like <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> actually giving support there, but like, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. So these individual factors, um, we would want to know, again, for like intervention's sake, like is it actually just something about the individual? Um like can we just like make people believe and like reframe in their heads like, oh, actually, the support you're getting is pretty good. Um, and so maybe that ends up um, predicting these these outcomes a little bit better uh, versus like having to do the work of like teaching people how to be more supportive and like how do you make friends and like things like that? Uh, which is like, ah, that's super messy. <laughs> um, mm, but yeah. I mean, if it's what it takes, then yes, of course, uh, we would do that. <laughs>
2: Yes, exactly. It also could be like a therapist, too. So like, I don't know, with Mm. reading this paper and thinking about the results, I mean, a lot of these people might actually have a therapist or maybe just some of them do, but that could maybe be like driving the results as well. You know, the fact that they feel supported and that person could, in fact, like be their therapist. But Mm -hmm. it would be useful to know that, know like the source of the support so you can actually intervene. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, anytime we're like talking about things uh, like anxiety, depression, especially like in this study, they specifically looked at like severe uh, depression, severe anxiety, um, these kinds of conditions where they might actually seek out um like professional help and not just like social support as we might think of it like family friends. Um, so anytime we, we do something like that, like it'd be super important to also account for that that uh that variable. Like are they even seeing um a mental health professional or not? Uh, and like that could make all the difference, right? Um, so great point. Thanks. <laughs> um, what what else uh struck you about this paper?
1: Actually, maybe let me go back to the directionality thing that Mm -hmm. Alex mentioned a little while ago. So um, even though, you know, they control for prior history of, you know, depressive and anxiety symptoms, uh, I think that was like from their data measured when uh, these participants were like 15 to 17. So these uh, earlier, you know, depressive symptoms were negatively correlated with social support at age 19, meaning that it is to some extent right that the more you the more you experience, you know, these negative, you know, mental health um, uh, symptoms, the less likely that you are going to get social support um, because there are so many issues. Um, with that comes with these mental health symptoms so given the really important finding that the paper shows um that social support is important like what can we do to increase you know people who are experiencing depressive symptoms to seek out social support in the first place uh, given that they don't seem to be doing that um, in the data itself so i think that itself like poses a big challenge um
2: right
1: mm-hmm. to, yes. yeah actually have
2: an effect of social support you need to seek out social right. support because when you um, have depression and anxiety I mean it's hard to actually like you know get out there and like talk to people right you want to mm-hmm. usually be isolated like keep to yourself so exactly. yeah, that, that, you raise an excellent point like how do you yeah. actually get people to get that support that they need
1: mm-hmm.
0: well? I think that's that's like it's a it's a good point but it's like also a double-edged sword for me at least that like if we if we teach people to like seek support and then objectively they just keep not getting it, like that can make someone mm. feel worse. <laughs> um, so like we oh, can't just focus so on the yeah, yeah yes exactly. Unfortunately, right? Like it, it can't just be something like within yourself. Like it's 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 a collective effort. Like we all have to have each other's backs, and like that is I don't know if I, I would say society is set up to do that. At least not American society. <laughs>
2: not yet. Maybe in the future we can be optimistic
0: mm-hmm <laughs> um so uh, maybe let me uh just one other thing that's that's on my mind now um so this idea of timing so um i, I think it's great that they did this prospectively so they um uh, have uh, at age 19 they have the social support they saw one year later do they have less um uh, mental health problems right um and i think that's that's all great but then there's something about like just even thinking about the idea of social support, how much that might be changing, especially like in these um these teens' lives, especially at this point, right? So, like who your friends are at age 19 might not be the same friends that you have at, at age 20. Um, are you still talking to your family even like um between those two years? Like potentially not. Um, maybe you moved out, maybe you went to college, maybe mm. um uh, whatever right like there's so many like changes that might be happening so <clears throat> I, I think one other thing for me would be just like understanding are these even the same people um that they're getting self-support from uh, at that point um and uh, like with all the like just changing life circumstances like I imagine that that must have some sort of effects. but like um it's nothing that, that's necessarily measured here
1: yeah i think that's great like there is nothing that really shows that change between year 19 to like year 20 but you know given that this is a very like transitional stage in people's lives there could be so many things happening um yeah that's yeah <laughs> unanswered i'm curious <laughs>
0: Liz do you have questions you have definitely have questions I know you have questions I mean what they're more
2: do? so criticisms I don't oh. want to you know knock this paper oh, or, like good. off and just say it's terrible but usually try. a
1: good paper is some is a paper mm-hmm. that like spikes like questions mm. so yeah. that's true
2: yeah, I mean I, I guess I could so. say like one thing to you is about like the measurement so um you know there is this thing called like socially desirable responding mm. right so mm-hmm when you do like a self report, a lot of the times, right, you're going through like you're selecting, right, like how you actually feel. Um, but I feel like in the case of like mental health problems, right, like sometimes people just, you know, maybe they have like a higher like need for belonging. So maybe they're more likely to like report a certain way opposed to people who have like less mental health symptoms of like depression, and anxiety. So I don't know, there's just like a few things with like social reports in general that are lacking. So we don't really know the answers to these questions, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So I think that that raises two points in my head. Um, One is like, I I don't know exactly how that would end up uh, playing out because like, when you, if you have uh, a mental health problem, uh, like you might want to uh, say some things that are socially desirable, but then I also wonder, like, maybe like you really wouldn't like, maybe you would just like really want to show like, uh, that's screw fair. these researchers. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't feel good. You're going to know I don't feel good and that's fine. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> um, sure. at, at least is at least is the truth. Right. So, uh, like I, I prefer that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I could see that going a couple different ways. And I, I don't know how it actually plays out. Um
2: yeah. the mental health it. is taboo. I mean, unfortunately, mm. even to this day, like sometimes people don't want to say, oh, I'm struggling, because mm. there is, you know, that that stigma attached to it. So but yeah, it could work. Especially for way.
1: extreme things like suicidal attempts mm. and these uh, ideation, like people could have, you know, underreported these symptoms. That could, mm-hmm. yeah, that is definitely a possibility.
0: Yeah. So then I guess the other thing would be like thinking about maybe we shouldn't just be like overlying on, um, like the individual self-report right so like we could also have like informant reports to say like oh they actually like are feeling better like they have less depressive symptoms they have less anxiety symptoms um like i saw before that they were actually like um trying to attempt suicide uh let's say like but they actually haven't uh now that um they've received more social support whatever right like all of that like would be just so good as well like especially when you have uh, these these reporting biases and like potentially like that, that might be like even worse, um, uh, uh, like an even like bigger, like issue that we need to be thinking about uh, when it comes to mental health problems.
2: Mm. And again, it's like contingent on whether that person like knows, right. If they're getting mm. the support, right. Then that person would be able to say, Oh yes, like they disclose this yada yada. But if they're mm. not getting the support, maybe they wouldn't it's even, difficult. we wouldn't even have yeah. good informants, you know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, definitely being selective with um, who the informants are, uh, that would be a crucial step for the researchers. Uh, Hopefully they're not just asking, hey, like, do you know this person? Have you seen this person before? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would uh, be bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so yeah, uh, so many good things here um, that that I think we should be thinking about. Um, So I guess maybe... um, I, I, I'm i curious now about like what do you think is going to be the best like intervention like what <laughs> what should we be doing uh, like based off of this information what uh, what is the next step here
2: we have to make people feel supported the question is how do you do that
0: <laughs> yeah and I think that's the like next natural question like um, yes uh, we've been saying a lot that like this study has been lacking on these issues um, but like I mean, on the other side is like they found out a super important thing, yeah. right? And like, uh, like a narrow scope for a research paper, like that's what should be happening. Um, it's it's a whole bunch of like pieces of information that someone else needs to like collectively like put together and like say like, oh, like now this all makes sense. And, like, the, uh, these were the gaps. This is what's been addressed and like filled. And like now we have this information. And I, I think that's like that that would be great, right? Um, so like thinking about like that next step of like if we could do something like this again, but like also now have like um more precise uh like measures because now we know social support uh perceived social support at least it actually works so what are the factors that go into that um is it more of this objective thing is it this um, only from like certain people is it um whatever like maybe it's even something to do with like the frequency uh, of contact like maybe someone is only seeing somebody like once a month versus like someone who gets social support like every day Um, so like something like that
1: I would definitely be interested in if I had to do like a follow up research uh, on this, like, I'll be interested in um, seeing the types of social support, like definitely because like for young adults, of, of course, you know, emotional support is important, but like it's sometimes, you know, they find it difficult to navigate like these new environments. And also you have more things to pay, like you need to pay for tuitions, like you need to pay to um, hang out with other people. So like informa- informational and social support and also like these material social supports are also important. So I would definitely kind of like test these different supports and how that like affects different stresses um, And that's informative to actually carve out interventions,
2: um, Mm -hmm. you know, so. All I can think of like randomly is like love languages, right? So Uh. it's kind of like romantic relationships. (laughs) like you have to figure out like how the person wants to feel supported, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe like their, how their perception of social support and like what you provide are totally different and like at odds with each other, so Gotta figure out like how that person wants to feel supported and then design some kind of intervention to like tackle that
0: yeah yeah so I guess with both of your points like I'm also wondering now like maybe what they need throughout time is going to be a little bit different right so like the support that uh maybe they so it like let's say the study did um a good job of tracking social support at every single year and using those as predictors um for future uh, mental health problems like maybe it's something about like a whole trajectory of like maybe before adolescence, even they needed like, um, more like just appraisal like sorts of things like oh like you are like yes you are actually smart like yes you're actually like able to like accomplish things so, like that like just kind of like motivation uh kind of aspect that like kids might need to like continue through uh so like they they start learning like those resilience uh sort of things about themselves and then like when other problems start to come up uh, maybe they really need like that emotional support that uh, they might end up um uh like needing in like pre-adolescence and like going into adolescence um all the changes that are happening and like they don't know how to necessarily control uh, all the different emotions that are coming up um so having just a little bit more support in in that kind of sense and then like more practical issues like when you're a little bit older like 17 18 19 like i like yes i can control my emotions but i don't know what i'm doing with my life like (laughs) some information might be helpful here um so yeah I, i guess i also wonder um what uh, should we be like tracking all of that and like should we oh. be changing the kind of social support um throughout the lifespan
1: yeah
2: it's really hard totally.
0: yeah totally hard
2: because like it, it depends on the person too like everyone's so different like annie yeah. was saying personality like there's all these individual differences so hmm people are just so complicated <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it's very complicated but that's why we're here uh, we, yes. we devote our lives to try to figure this out <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um so i don't know i'm wondering do i even want to bring this up because i'm looking at the time uh, and i'm like it's potentially a big point, but it's also maybe it's something I can just bring up and we can talk in more detail in another podcast. Um, But uh, I guess I will bring it up. Um, (laughs) So like all the control variables again, so um, all of the different things that they are accounting for. um, Some important ones that I would really want to be able to see and like really flesh out um, in future kind of work would be this idea of race ethnicity, right? So, different cultural backgrounds have different needs and different ways of growing up and different like things that like they might think is right or wrong. And like, uh, like I, I don't necessarily need the emotional support, like actually stop giving that to me. That's stressing me out. Like (laughs) I was doing just fine, just like doing my work. Um, and so like those kinds of things definitely come up. And so making sure that we, we have interventions, uh, and doing the work to make sure we understand all the different like cultural variability that's out there. Mm.
1: I think that's really important and also that relates to like different sources of social support so Mm. maybe for more collectivistic cultures like their family support is like really important component, maybe, but for more individualistic cultures um, it's it's, it's a different types of social support that Mm. they might need so you know taking into account these different like cultural aspects it could be definitely informative yes it's another Mm -hmm. reason
2: why we need to know the source like who are these people actually getting you know social support from Mm -hmm. true true
0: cool okay so I, I think that's something that uh well, this will probably come repeatedly come up uh, in future podcast episodes um but just uh, the introduction to it is uh, maybe good enough for today um what's our final message for today social uh,
2: support is important <laughs> yeah support everyone be supportive
1: yeah i mm-hmm. mean it's a very powerful um tool really to reduce a lot of problems mental health problems and mm-hmm. I think this paper did a good job demonstrating that. Um,
0: yeah. Yes, yeah, no, a really good job demonstrating that. Um, and I mean, even outside of this paper, like social support, there's so much literature on that that says like, hey, it's a good thing. Like, <laughs> why there aren't more social support interventions? I don't know, but like, like there's a lot of research that says it's a good thing. Um, I mean, actually, I do know why it's not. There's aren't more interventions on it. It's such a hard thing to like actually intervene on. Mm. <laughs> um so i mean we
1: already talked about so many reasons mm-hmm. why
2: it is important to actually you know craft these interventions so it's right. no excuse not to do it though we have to try oh, you know yeah. especially with like when we're talking the things we're talking about are so important like suicidal ideation mental oh, health so yeah
0: yes exactly um Great. So then, uh, let's uh, let's say that is the that's the last point here. Uh, social support is important. <laughs> uh, <laughs> support a friend after you see this. <laughs> um, so then, uh, what's coming up? Uh, we're we're doing more of this, more stress and coping uh, all this month. Uh, so at least two more articles. Um, how many days are in this month? I don't know, but that's not for me to f- figure out right now. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Um, I think at least two more articles on uh, stress and coping. Um, And uh, yeah, we we still have visual abstracts. We still have um, write-ups. We still have videos that are coming out on on all these same topics um, where you can hear more uh, of our thoughts on this and like more about the actual research that's being done. Um, So please check that out on our website. uh, That is roomforresearch.com. And then we also have uh, everything on social media. So um, you can find us at um, at roomforresearch.com. anywhere everywhere uh, yes yeah. everywhere anywhere and <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yes. all right so then uh until next week thank you bye everyone bye. You with the sun